knew how to nap. Now it's pretty easy. Like sure. becoming a dog dad. Here's my revolution re- revelation. I used to hate parents that com- used to talk about, oh, my kid is the best. He's the smartest. Now I'm that. My dog is so smart. <laughs> <laughs> he can come. He can catch. He is lightning speed ahead of every other dog. Are you? Can you do the bang bang yet? No, not yet. Oh, please, please do this. I I never got this around. Roy is not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I will say this: you can teach your dog bang bang, okay. where it it maybe it's standing, it goes to the ground and rolls over. Best best dog trick I've ever seen. I'm gonna go practice that. I love bang. Please bang. do. Please do. <laughs> Welcome to Big Ben and K Win on NoFilter.net. I'm K Win. He's Big Ben, and we have a lot to catch you up on. The West Coast Swing. Where do you want to start, Big Ben? Oof. After watching what Golden State, the Chase Bank Center was, the roof was about to come off that place. Yeah. I mean, 300 bucks a ticket. Now I understand why. After watching that team, Looney got, I think. I don't know if he was a made-up player where you boosted him just to 120% rebound or 120 <laughs> rebound, but he grabbed every rebound. And Clay's dagger, oof, playoff Clay, I love it. Uh, I think we start there. Game six, Clay, if you remember back to the Oklahoma City when the Warriors were down 3-1, they go to Oklahoma City, Clay was hitting half-court shots, and that's when Clay six or. Game six, Clay was born. He's back. And Clay, after his interview, he called Kayvon, Kayvon Elijahwan, because he just got every rebound <laughs> in sight. So earlier, we we're talking about my dog, our dog, Theo. I put Theo to bed last night, like 9.15, 9.20. And that is the same time the Warriors put the Memphis Grizzlies to bed. Loose ball, dunked by Wiggins, transition, Dre to Steph, three-pointer. Series is a wrap. Now the Warriors will face the winner of the Mavs Suns Game Seven on Sunday. Big Ben, I you, you got to hand it to Memphis though. Without Ja, there's a few guys where the leading scorer. I'm, I forget his name. I, I can only remember for four things um, with any consistency these days. But he looked more like he'd be a great running back for the Dallas Cowboys more so than a shooting guard for the Dallas Mavericks. Or excuse me. For the Memphis Grizzlies, running back for, like, say, Tennessee, I guess. That uh, analogy is funny because Bain, the player you're talking about, did play his college ball at TCU. So maybe the there you go. maybe the Cowboys missed out on him. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. Everyone kind of wondered who the Warriors were going Warriors were gonna be, and early on, we're seeing it come to fruition where Clay gets his legs under him, gets his confidence back. I will say this, the headband, he might need a haircut and headband. He just needs a little cleaning up as he goes into the Western Conference Finals. But other than that, I mean, the the death lineup is showing that, you know, let's keep things on the perimeter. And what, what that also allows, I, I did, um, who's the interim coach who's probably going to be the, or the next coach of the Kings? Mike Brown. Uh, you heard Mike Brown mic'd up. And a lot of what that allows Golden State to do is prevent a lot of transition offense because you have a lot of players around the perimeter. They're able to get back and prevent a lot of transition buckets. So 
you know, slow the game down, extend the D. And you saw kind of the, the as I look at a signed photo by Clay, Draymond, Durant, and, uh, and Steph, it feels a lot like that team now. Yeah. With Poole filling that, you know, Poole is nowhere near Durant, but it feels a lot like that team in the way of excitement. And just Chase Bank Center again. You said it was 300 for nosebleeds. I get it now. Place was insane. I mean, hats off to the Warriors and Bob Myers because it doesn't happen a lot where you have a dynasty and then injuries happen. You've got to change the personnel and you can get back. I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but they're back at the Western Conference Finals. They banked on Clay rehabbing and coming back to his all star form, which he did. They reloaded around Steph, Dre, and Clay. They picked up Poole. They traded for Wiggins. They've got some other guys that are just fitting into the system. But here's my controversial take. I don't think the better team won that series, Big Ben. And I am a Homer Warriors fan. You go back to game one, Jaw had that left-handed layup that he usually hits. He missed that. If he hits that, they go up two games. And even without Jaw, I think Memphis could have gotten him. Yeah, I think Memphis is one year away from figuring out. You know, they still got Jaron Jackson. Steven Adams, if he sticks around, he's a veteran presence that you want on a team like that. Uh, yeah, I think they're one season away. You're right. It's it's kind of, you know, who knows what's going through Jaw's mind at that state, at that point, but maybe a little bit of puckered, maybe a little hesitancy. But uh, I don't know if I agree with you that the better team lost. And even though I picked Memphis to win the, the series, I would say the more experienced team won. That would be my sentiment. And I, I did call the uh, Warriors in six, by the way, just to bring it full you circle. Did. <laughs> you did. You did. Do you want to preview game seven? Mavs, Suns? Do you want to do that or you want to talk about some big Ben burning questions? Oof. Let's talk Mavs, Suns, and then get into the burning questions. What are the best two words in sports? Game seven. And we have two of them tomorrow. We Oof. have that Celtics versus the Bucks, and then we have Mavs versus the Suns. And this series is so interesting because every team is one on their home court. And mm -hmm. this game is in Phoenix, so statistics and trends would say the Suns are the favorite. But anything can happen in a game seven. Win or go home. Win or go to Cancun. All right. And I, you know what I just realized? I'm going to be out my cousins who doesn't have TV for like half a day. So, <laughs> nor internet. I think they're completely off the grid. So, I'm, I'm going to need you to text me or, or send me a telegram uh, with updates in the games. Yes. New segment here at WST Podcast. I'm calling it the BBQ. Ooh, Big nice. Ben's Burning Questions. BBBQ. Five questions. Okay. Now, since you and I, you're a dad now, a new dad. Doggy dad. I'm a father as almost eight months. I will say this bleeds into your, your sports coverage. You don't really get enough sports coverage. Fourth quarters are key. Summaries, box scores. That's I, I get it now why people loved box scores back in the day, because you could just get a summary of the game, kind of play it out in your head. That's what I end up doing. I listen to the radio now more than anything while I'm doing stuff. So these are questions. 
I got three sports related, two just life related. All right. So that I got for you. Okay. Question number one. Have we ever seen every major league baseball team in California this good? Let me put it in perspective for you. There's only one team in all of California in Major League Baseball under 500 currently. I know who that and is. And that's the A's. That's the A's. Everyone <laughs> knew that was going to be. Combined record this year, K-Win, 30 games above 500, 97 and 67. Here's my theory, and I want your thoughts here. I heard recently, if you look at the EMs and who we picked up, and Genio Suarez, Winkler, a few other guys, no real big names. You look at teams like San Diego, L.A., Anaheim, San Fran, they can get the big names. Everyone wants to live in California. No one wants, like I said, it rained the last two weeks. No one wants to live up here in Seattle, to be honest. So give me your theory on why each team, the NOS is probably the best league in baseball right now. Maybe some highlights, some free agent additions. You're the baseball guy. But your theory on why every team in California is so darn good this year, and then maybe some of the free agents they've attracted that are are outplaying. Outplaying? This is the first time we're doing this segment, so bear with me. Maybe I'll outplaying their down, contracts. Down south, and I'll work my way up. So the pods, okay. they've got to compete with the Dodgers and the Giants, so they're spending money. They're spending money on Manny Machado. There's spending money on Eric Hosmer. They're bringing in Luke Volk from the Yankees. And the veterans are the key here. Everyone wanted to shoo Hosmer away, get him back to Kansas City Barbecue, where he could relive his heyday, because he had this big $144 million contract. But he's hitting fourth. He's hitting like 350, and he's putting up great numbers. Machado was hitting like 380 earlier in the week, seven or eight homers, like an early MVP candidate. And they're doing this all without Tatis. So they've got to spend to keep up with the Dodgers. And the Dodgers basically just assemble an all-star team. Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, whoever the next big free agent is, they'll sign him. The Dodgers just are stacked, and they'll be in it in the long run. The Giants are more analytics. So they've been getting there with some players that people have looked over or players have maybe passed over, and they're doing smart baseball, pitching, and defense. Logan Webb is nasty with that slider. And then they got rained on from the White Sox. The Angels... They follow the Dodgers pattern. Give me the big names, Rendon, Trout, Otani, but they're doing it with pitching this year. No. Wait, Angels and pitching? Yes. That's something those those aren't synonymous in any way, shape, or form. So that's why they've got twenty two wins and they're tied, I believe, with the Astros. They're doing it with their half pitching. game back. Half game yeah. back. And, and then we'll, the Mariners we'll, will move up north and just close out. I think that they've done a great job of developing their farm system. Like they made some trains. They got rid of my boys in Nino. They got rid of Cano, thankfully, because he's trash. And they started trade away players, but they picked up and they elevated their farm scenes. And now those players are coming up. Your boy JP Crawford, I think he's hitting like 340. Got Suarez. The M's got a nice foundation. Yeah, I'm convinced if they moved to Sacramento, uh, they'd probably be tied up there with the Astros in Anaheim Angels. It's just the the morbidity right now, the Seattle letter, that's that's impacting them, in my opinion. Before you move on to the next question, you know the real reason why the Angels are doing well? 
You got uh, the swag chain in San Diego. You've got the cowboy hat in Anaheim. Have you seen this? When they hit a home run, they break up in the little league line, and the home run guy puts on a cowboy hat, and he walks through the line and dances. They're having fun. They're doing a great job. The cowboy hat is the difference for the angels. So Luke, Luke's on with us this morning. Luke, I'm going to give you a quiz. There are two teams, I believe, in all of Major League Baseball that do not have a mascot. The Anaheim Angels are one of them. They don't have a map. Mariners have the moose. You know, you know Stomper from from the A's. Anaheim doesn't. Maybe maybe they need. Come Dodgers out with the, don't have a mascot. That might be the other one. Yeah, but the Angels have had the rally monkey. So maybe what <laughs> well, is that's it? right. The um, the cowboy god. Oh, you got to get something around angels, right? Something biblical, we'll maybe. Okay, question number two. This is very relevant. When are socks and sandals appropriate? When it's early in the morning and you have to either change a diaper on your baby or take your dog out to pee. Yeah, I don't require socks to change a baby. But what I will tell you, if you haven't experienced it, wool socks and Birkenstocks, see how that just rolls off the tongue? Yeah. Maybe the most comfortable thing in the winter, like around here. You can clown. I have rubber Birkenstocks. I have two pairs that their soles are damn near worn out, but it is very comfortable. I have an excuse. I'm a dad. I'm saying you're a dad. You sent me a picture today with the, first of all, dress socks and flip-flops don't work. Those, those don't combine well. Those don't work yeah. well. Unless you got the socks with the five little toes, that might work. But what's... Also relevant, if you go back to college or if you look at all the college kids these days, they have half-calf socks with sliders. With Crocs? What? With Crocs? Are Crocs sandals? I would say it's kind of like the next generation of Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> okay, question number three. NFL bandwagons, the schedule just came out, K1. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but the oh, Thursday night game, fire. Monday night game, fire. Cannot wait. Your Rams are playing, I guess I could say my Bills, consistent with this question. And then Monday, Russ, Russ and his new Broncos play the Seahawks. Okay, let's say this. This is about the time where NFL bandwagons are accepting new passengers. Okay. What team are you jumping? What, what bandwagon are you jumping on and why? So I'm a Niners fan through and through, but if I have to jump on another bandwagon this year, who would it be? The Eagles did pick up a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to South Beach. I'm going to Miami. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, when he scores the touchdown, he does a little Waddle and Tua. I'm going Miami. The Dolphins are my team this year, my bandwagon oh, no. team. No, no, no. All right, I'm so right behind be, you. When they beat your Bills. I'm, I'm right behind you, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're joining uh, me in South Beach. I'm joining you. This is this is no joke. I got three by fives, and it says me for the Dolphins. And I'll tell you why. My dad was a big Dan Marino fan. Joe, who's also a host of No Filter, is a big Finns fan as well. And here's where I like why I like the Finns and what they did. They added a lot of depth. If you watch, although I had Miles Gaskin in fantasy, that guy couldn't get 
more than three yards on the ground at a try. Like he's just not, not that running back. So what they do, they went and filled that room with Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and Sony Michelle. I mean, they're the, they're the 49ers of the East Coast at this point. With Tommy <laughs> they also had Matt Breida last year, too. So Breida was with the Bills. But then you got Wob, Jalen Waddle, Hill. You got my guy River Craycraft near may not make the team. But then Jacecki at tight end, who I've always thought is probably a fringe top five guy. So a lot more weapons for Tua to work with. So I'm with you on the fence. And don't count out their defense either. They have a great defense. They turn the ball over, pick six, fumbles. They make things happen on the defense. Look out for the Dolphins this year. Okay, next question. Everything's virtual these days. I have a tough time meeting people in person. It's awkward. Like, what's going on here? Where's my virtual background? Where's my, my blurred background? Where's the capability to go off him? My question, Zoom, Teams meetings, everything you're doing for work. Camera, no camera. Blur, what kind of background do you do? Speaker or Bluetooth? And then the oddest thing that's happened to you on a call. Camera on, because if camera's off, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> so I turn the camera on, unless it's like a training, and then the camera's off and I'm not even listening, I'm in the other room. No background, I just have the natural background. I do have a light, the same podcast light. What was the other question? Bluetooth speaker, what are you using? And then oddest thing that's happened to you. I just use the regular speaker on the mic of my computer. The oddest yeah. thing that's happened to me. I can't think. Oh, I tried to. I guess I tried to sit in like a weird place in my um, office and the light was shining down on my like head and someone's like are you like coming down from like heaven are you an angel <laughs> but i couldn't really see the glare and then i looked up and you could only see like part of my eye and my bald head was shining so <laughs> it was a little awkward so i had to change the camera angle and change the situation in the room are hats acceptable i think we both work in the tech world they are I don't wear yeah. a hat, but I have a lot of friends and coworkers who wear hats. Oddly enough, yeah, it's a, in my opinion, a power move. Like, it, especially if you got like the company or brand hat, not a bad move in my, my, my opinion. All right. Last question. NBA, game sevens. We've already kind of preempted this question. Where would you rather be on Sunday physically? TD Garden or when did, when did Phoenix? <laughs> How many times has Phoenix sold their, the naming rights to their stadium now? Because it's now called the Footprint Center. Wasn't it Talking Stick or? Yeah, Talking Stick must have went under. Their yeah. their casino. I don't know if people airline. lost money. It's an airline. Where would you rather be and why? And then I'm going to predict, I'm going to call them K-Wins Kings. Who are you drafting this year in the NBA draft? And then who are you? what free agent must you have to build your team? Starting from scratch. We're a West Coast pod, but for game seven, I want to go out to Boston. I want to be with those mass holes. I want to be in TD Garden <laughs> as the Celtics are taking on the defending champ Bucks. You've got Tatum versus Giannis. You've got Drew Holiday looking to play defense. You've got Market Smart looking to play defense. I think that is the best game seven matchup because it is so even. Just when you think the Celtics are going to win, Drew Holiday makes two plays at the end. 
Just when you think the Bucks are going to win, the Celtics come back and win on the road. Tim Legler said this. I wish this game could go 21 games. I wish it was a 21-game series. <laughs> this might be the best series in all of the NBA playoffs. I'm going to Boston. Okay. I agree with you. I, I've been to Boston once. I sat in the nosebleeds. I mean, that just the aura of that, that – you go back. I think they've been in the garden for how long now? Does it go back all the way back to Russell and those guys? Well, they were – they switched to the TD Garden. I'm not that familiar with Boston, so I don't know if they – Maybe maybe Luke can look that up for us, but I agree with you. I mean, just the history in that. And yeah, you're right. The mass holes, talk about competitiveness and hate to lose. Yeah. Like I, I, could, I could see if there's a breakaway layup, someone coming out of the seats and just tackling Giannis before he, he gets to the hoop. That's how crazy the place can get. Yeah, everyone in Phoenix and Scottsdale, they're going to be like at Old uh, yeah. Town, Dos Gritos, yeah, exactly. playing they're golf gonna, at a retreat. There's going to be no one screaming. There's going to be sleeping at halftime. All right, K1, K- K1's Kings, who are you drafting this year? Oh, by yeah. the way, did you see that Paulo Banchero got mistaken for Patrick Mahomes at the Miami? No. Yes, hilarious. Go find the video. I'll find it. So the Kings traded away Halliburton. So they have De'Aaron Fox and they have uh, Donovan Mitchell in their backcourt. They got some bonus. They still have Harrison Barnes. I think they need to find more shooters. But I believe the top people in the draft, Vanchero, Chet, even Jabari Smith, they're more of like a post player. I think they got to draft the best player. If they're in the top five, I think they got to get one of those three players. If they fall a little bit later, they got to get a three and D guy. Maybe uh, I think it's I can't think of his name. The guy on Duke, the freshman who can who hits all those threes. Maybe draft him as an option. I don't know. The Kings are in trouble. <laughs> You're deferring. Trading and rebuilding, and then they're always rebuilding. They never come back from the rebuild. All right. That was the last big Ben's burning question. So last night was Friday the 13th. I got a Freaky Friday nightmare situation. It's called the Oakland A's attendance. In 14 home games, they're averaging just over 100,000 fans. It comes to roughly like 7,000 fans per game. If you put that in perspective, the Dodgers averaged 49,000 every home game. So in two games this year, the Dodgers got to the A's attendance for 14 games. The Giants, the Angels, they averaged like around 33,000 fans. In three games, they got to the A's attendance. The owner is checked out. He doesn't want to be in Oakland. He's already looking into Las Vegas to join his friends for the Oakland Raiders. But before they leave Big Ben, here's what we think I think we should do. I think we should throw my wedding at Ring Central Stadium. Here's why 60,000 fans, that's the capacity. They're only getting 7,000. That's like 54,000 of my closest <laughs> friends. They can hang out. No first dance. JMO's throwing out the first pitch. No YMCA. We got the seventh inning stretch. Oh, I love it. I love if it. If the Let's A's win, it. they'll play celebrate or cool the game. Hey, get Stomper ordained. He's the one who marries you, too. Boom. I love yeah. it. I love the idea. I'm all in. 
And then everyone gets on a plane to Mexico and we go party. There we go. Apparently, Luke just brought us some information. There was an Instagram post that the A's attendance was less than their AAA team. Wow. <laughs> and and oh. it's sad because I grew up in the Bay Area, so like I have a special feeling for the Bay Area and teams. The A's are going to be gone. The Raiders are gone. The Warriors moved to San Francisco. So like the East Bay people have to travel all the way to Las Vegas if they're still going to be your team, or they got to switch to the San Francisco Giants, or they have to go to the 49ers. And it really hurts the Bay Area because the best part of growing up is baseball. You could see the AL teams and NL teams. Football, you could see both teams. And now you're not going to have that opportunity anymore. So you have to go to Vegas and ring it in the slot machines if you're going to see the A's and the Raiders. Yeah, I think you lose your identity if you're the A's. I, I don't know how many people actually show up in Vegas to act to. I'll be interested, candidly, because one, what what type of stadium are you building? You got to probably build a dome just due to the heat, right? In Vegas. Yeah. And then how how consistently? I mean, let's be honest, it's a gambling town, right? Ups and downs. <laughs> how consistently does do people have? You know. People are going to say they're going to go to Raiders games. I think we've seen the Knights uh, attendance level off a little bit. The ticket's not as hot. But those games, I think there's only 40 games a year, home games for NHL. When you got 81 games, yeah, 81, I think people in Vegas are going to lose interest. To be quite it's got to be a dome with that desert heat. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I... I honestly, if the owner puts the, 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 I don't know if he puts it up for sale, like there's just too much. That's one potential option, but relocation, I think, I think you'll see, I think you'll see some other teams pop up or some other cities pop up with opportunity. Honestly, if I'm him, long-term sustainability, a city like Portland or a city like Nashville would be one of my two choices. Nash Vegas would be great. I think, Russell Wilson or Jamal Crawford? Maybe both of them. Let's just say both of them. Let's put them out there. I think it's definitely Russ. Probably not anymore since he moved. Was trying to get a baseball team to Portland. And Portland would be a great city for a baseball team. Yeah. The Bastards of Baseball, I think, is a documentary on Netflix. Watch that. It's amazing. Portland's just weird enough to love baseball. I mean, it's a, it's a great city in my opinion. All right. You want to wrap this up? I got one last thing. Do you know the difference between a salmon and a trout? I'll tell you. you mean Tim salmon and Tim salmon and Mike trout. No, I'm talking about the fish. Salmon. <laughs> Do I know the difference? Saltwater habitats. So you'll find them in the ocean. See the trout. It's freshwater. So you got lakes, streams, and rivers. And why am I saying this? Because Mike trout on the angels just passed Tim Salmon. It is now the home run leader for all home runs in Anaheim, 161. So if your last name is Trout or Salmon and you're thinking about playing volleyball or soccer, no, play baseball and go to the Angels because you will break. Angels are back. That's why I'm wearing this hat. 21 wins. Their pitching staff is back. And this might be the year Mike Trout gets back to the playoffs because in 2014, he went. And it wasn't very productive. They got swept by the Royals, and he went one for 12. 
And the difference this year is not the offense because the offense has always been there. They picked up your boy, Noah Syndergaard, Thor, and then Dieter, Dietmers, I think his name. I can't pronounce it. Their fifth starter threw a no-hitter. And you got Otani. Look out for the Angels this year. And Big Ben and K-Win are coming together in June. Live broadcast with a very special guest, June 24th. We need to go to that Angels game. We'll find a way to go. Angels. We'll find a way. Luke, you got a helicopter. No filter's got a helicopter. We can we can borrow it. There's a helipad somewhere around there. Oh, just of note, you can get into Oakland Coliseum for ten bucks. Most expensive seats. So here's the thing. Let me let me. You could probably get into every game the rest of the season for the price of a single playoff ticket to the Warriors. Get into every A's game for the rest of the season. The same price of a single Warriors playoff attendance. Ten times eighty-one. What is that? Eight hundred and ten dollars. You can be a season ticket holder for less than a grand. <laughs> I don't know where those deal. seats are going to be. Hey, they'll they'll give you the liberty to walk around and, and sit wherever you like. You could probably buy them up in the nose group bleeds and just sit behind the plate. Yeah, you're fine. Let's do wow. it. Go live in this, live in Oakland Coliseum for the last sixty some odd games of his lifetime. You want to squat there? It's cold. It's dark. It's <laughs> the only thing I worse than Coliseum is Coliseum food. Like they have not upgraded their food at all. It's. I think the nacho cheese is still the same cheese from like <laughs> 1988. The can. <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing that. Making my my stomach turn. All right, Big Ben and K Win WSD Podcast. Luke, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the info. Thanks for acting as our uh, intern. Big Ben and K Win WSD Podcast at WSD Podcast. Our sponsors MROBLS. JD yeah, sending us some more uh, seed company bars. Eighty eight acres. Lost Run Pro is doing phenomenal. I mean, I'm glad we, we're getting stakes in all those companies because we're going to make our money there, not through this podcast, but that's all right. Big Ben and K-Win, next podcast coming next week. Big Ben's Burning Questions, K-Win, WST Podcast, West Coast Swing. We're out. <laughs>